listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Take podcast post Christmas and New Year's edition. A new year, same shit. In that, we made awesome, it to 2023, we've been, y'all. We've been now doing this podcast for three years, basically. That's crazy, actually. <laughs> same, same amount of subscribers and everything, just screaming about movies into the void. Love it. Um, yeah, only slightly smarter. Slightly, slightly. Oh, a lot. Only older, slightly. Slightly smarter. But, uh, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, meaning new year, same Caitlin Zeller back with us for the first time in a long time. I think the last time that you were on, you were doing, uh, we were rating top uh, things that we watched in the past year. So it's been, it's been a long time. You, we were just uh, hearing about your entire dating life before you came on. So things really haven't changed. No, I'm cursed that when I am involved with this podcast, my love life cannot actually be good or happy or fruitful. Same. Well, maybe that's not, also my problem. Thank God not fruitful, yeah, that's definitely. But... Me. I'm blaming this podcast. I'm, I, I've I, had a terrible I, dating life since I started doing this podcast too. Maybe that's what's going on. We'll, we'll get into the real answers happen. now. Yeah, I don't know the common or not. I'm married, so I don't know like what. <laughs> I hope that's going right. well. So was I before I got on this podcast, and now look. I think I think I think this thing has some legs. I think this thing's got some legs. Um, so we are doing. Uh, this is episode one thirty two. We are doing Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, because uh, like most people, it's been hard, except for Dex, I guess. It's been hard to like get to the movie theater <laughs> for some people. That's why they released this movie on Netflix, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery from uh, writer director Ryan Johnson. Uh, let's take a look at the IMDb really quickly. Uh, famed Southern detective Benoit Blanc travels to Greece for his latest case. 7.3 on IMDb, number one popularity movie ranked right now. 81 Metascore, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, just as the previous film, uh, Knives Out. Stars Daniel Craig, just like the previous film. But unlike that, a whole new cast of characters, including... Edward Norton as Elon Musk, uh, Kate Hudson, um, Dave Bautista as not Joe Rogan, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, uh, Je- Jessica Henwick, who unfortunately has nothing to do but still delivers, Leslie Odom Jr., and uh, Aaron Burr. Say that again? Aaron, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Burr. Oh, yeah. Also uh, features some incredible cameos just out of nowhere, too, because I think people really wanted to work when this movie was being made. Um, This actually made a little money in theaters because they released it um, in theaters for like like one week for a week. And in that week on like, I don't know, not, not that many screens. It made $14 million. Yeah, they made three times as much as Babylon did. That's crazy. Yeah, honestly, they left so much money on the table. So many people would have gone to see this movie in theaters if they would have just kept it in there. 
and really because Netflix is hemorrhaging money, like what did they have to lose? Like I get, they want people to come to their service, but as we've seen, everyone that's on Netflix is already on Netflix. No, nobody knew. Nobody's subscribing to Netflix for this movie. We already have Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. So this probably would have made a ton of money. The first one did really good business uh, as well, which spawned, if you don't know, and I'm going long, but if you don't know, after the Knives Out came and the pandemic hit, Ryan Johnson announced that he was going to make more of these movies. Uh, The pandemic hit, Netflix came rushing to him and said, we'll pay you $450 million for the rights to to this IP. Uh, and even though Ryan Johnson is king, like every other filmmaker, king theater, he was like, you know what? I'll sign my life away, whatever. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, $450 million. You got a kid, whatever. I, I do a lot for $450 million, and he did. And so even though he fought for this one to go in theaters, it was in theaters for like a week. And because Netflix doesn't know how to do good business, they took it out of theaters. Um, <laughs> and then like didn't put it on Netflix for a month. Right. That's the big thing about this. It was like, we take it out of theaters. Everybody's talking about it. And then all of a sudden, where can I watch this? Nowhere. (laughs) Can't watch it anywhere until Christmas. Um, But then a lot of people did watch it over Christmas. Has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics. 93% audience score. People love this movie. Uh, A Glass Onion, The Knives Out Mystery brings back Benoit Blanc for another wildly entertaining mystery. Rounded out by an outstanding ensemble cast. Um, Let's talk about uh, kind of the relationship to the first one, how what you feel about the first one, I guess, Caitlin, and then like what you thought and give it a letter grade for uh, Glass Onion. So talk about the old film. No, as well. Yeah, did you, did you, I mean, did you enjoy the old film at all? Or had, did you have any relationship going in? Or is this the first Knives Out thing that you've watched? Because I know a lot of people watched uh, this one without having watched the first one. Oh, that's surprising. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I love old school like murder mysteries. Like I am a diehard murder she wrote Columbo fan. Um, so this is like my niche. Um, also really like Agatha Christie, and it feels like that's kind of what this is trying to do, like Poirot style, like whatever. Um, so I really liked it. Uh the original is very good, obviously. Um, really, really good ass film. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis icon, the girl from 13 Reasons Why, um, whose yeah. name is escapes me. Um, Anna de Armas, and I think the only film I've ever liked her in. Um, I am not a big Anna de Armas fan, but she is. Very no good. time to die erasure, but whatever. I haven't seen it. I said that I have seen her in, to be fair. I said the only good Anna de Armas film. I not a seen. big Deep Water fan. Did, God, the movie is sucks. anyone a big deep water fan? <laughs> I think ironically, a lot of people now are like, you know what? This is a movie Woody we would have gotten in the 90s. Why why not? I know. Anna Armas is naked. It's good. See, I almost watched it only to watch like her and Ben Affleck, like fuck. But like I decided I'm better than that. Did so, you not watch the, uh, the Marilyn Monroe thing? Did you not try to watch the blonde I did. movie? I, I don't have time to explain why I think that was an attack on women. It and was. I mean, it was. It does not I mean, exist. It, I, mean, I mean, it absolutely was. 
<laughs> like I think we went 20 steps back because of that film and our entire society has regressed. So, okay, but anyway, uh, Knives Out 2. <laughs> Knives Out is really, really, really good. Uh, I grew up loving Janelle Monae because she did like that one song with fun and I was like obsessed with her for like a hot moment. And it's cool knowing she can actually act like that she's high key, a really, really amazing actress. Um, her and uh, Daniel Craig basically just like totally carry this film. And it's it's really cool to see. Um, yeah, I don't have like my normal. I feel like my brand was being contentious, like and controversial in my opinions and hating everything. But I really like this movie. So it's like an A, like it's good. I think the first one was better, so I won't say A plus. Mm -hmm. But this is this is an A film. Fun fact: contentious and like uh, argumentative has been this podcast brand ever since you left. So it doesn't even matter. Wow! <laughs> I'm glad the spirit of me remained in memoriam. I uh, left something behind. R.I.P. But uh, you did you did leave behind a, 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 a brand. Yeah. Um, Lord Dex Hinton, you saw this movie before. <laughs> everyone um what'd you think by before everyone he means i went and saw it in theaters that week it came out so like you know no, no yeah so that's before theater. everyone <laughs> um, but yeah i honestly don't remember anything about the first knives out other than that i liked it you know like i couldn't really tell you any detailed thoughts about it i watched it like the one time in theaters when it came out and never saw it or really thought about it again other than being like that was cool shout out to Chris Evans and I today are missed. Good job, y'all. Um, but yeah, so watching this one, I was just like excited because it's a new Knives Out movie, whatever. I'm gonna go see it. Like there was a little bit of buzz that it was like a fringe best picture contender, which kind of still is. It's still like on that short list of uh, you know, movies that might become best picture it's nominees. The only thing Netflix got. That's all they got. Uh they had a horrible fucking year. Bardo is some ass. But anyway. I don't think um, it's gonna make make it, but I, I I it would be fun, but I don't think it's gonna make it. I, I think it might. I think it Avatar might, has a better chance of making it, which is which. Oh, uh, Avatar good. is in. That's locked up. That's oh, that's oh. done. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's like probably one of the like twelve or thirteen films still fighting for the ten spots. So uh, I think it's still around there. But yeah, I really like this movie. I thought the way they did the twist was cool. Um, honestly, this would probably annoy me in most other films, but they like basically just start the movie over halfway through <laughs> they're like literally like at the halfway point i was watching it again right before i came on the pot and uh i checked and it's like oh we are literally at the halfway point of the runtime and they're just starting the movie over now uh, and like they give the twist that way and i thought that was really cool and innovative if i see it again i'll probably hate it and be like y'all tried to do the knives out thing and it didn't work but seeing it in this movie it's cool uh, janelle monet is amazing and she carried this film but i really like the rest of the cast and characters too i thought they did like they gave them like really efficient like you know lines of dialogue and like situations so that you can figure out who these people are without having to spend too much time talking to any of them Like you can kind of get all of their you get all the vibes really quickly it's like oh yeah this is joe rogan this is like the lackey science character who's a nerd but is also like concerned this is you know the corporate government sellout who's like just trying to get elected to people whatever like they made it all happen really quickly and i thought that was dope um and then the twist itself just having daniel craig just explain to you that you know not all rich people are smart 
that worked for me. Uh, felt very timely, <laughs> felt very appropriate. And Daniel Craig is just electric on screen. So, yeah, I'd give this one an A. Yeah, I'm going to stick with an A. Uh, it made my top 10 of the year for 2022. I thought it was really good. And uh, I hope they get some award nominations. I probably wouldn't give them any wins, but I hope they get some nominations. Good for them. Best uh, best costume design. Swimsuits in this were immaculate. Beautiful gowns, <laughs> literally. Incredible. Uh, Teej, go ahead, man. Uh, I'm also going to give it an A. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, like Caitlin, I didn't think it was uh, as good as the first one, but not because of anything related to the quality of the film, but just because we had we already done this before. And so, but I, I am a sucker for a murder mystery. So he can make 10 knives out and I'm just going to keep watching them. I also just want to give a lot of props to Ryan Johnson. I just love his movies. Like his movies are great. He made a Star Wars movie that was pretty incredible and the incels didn't like it and everything. Suck it, nerds. That movie's awesome. But that movie, guys, bangs, that movie is good. Which uh, movie did he make? Sorry, he I made, don't know. He, he made the eighth one, The Last Jedi. Is that is it The Last Jedi? Yes, The Last yeah, Jedi. The Last Jedi. Oh. Uh, he made cool. the eighth one, and basically he tried to make Star Wars not so rooted in incel culture and tried to let women and people of color shine, and the incels were like, wait, how dare you take the attention off of this white man and this white yeah. woman that we should be focused on? Yeah. Uh, basically, that's the, that's the plot of the film, and that's the plot of the backlash. And then episode nine was the worst thing they ever made. But yeah. uh, I love Ryan Johnson. I think he's incredibly smart. Like, I, I, this one's a bit more predictable than Knives Out just because we I know the slant that Ryan Johnson writes from. There was just no way that a person of color was going to be the bad actor in this movie. So you know that the rich white guy was probably going to, you know, be someone you should probably not trust. <laughs> but I love the cast. I thought they did a good job. And I just, putting Janelle Monet in that Anna Darmish role where she's obviously the the protagonist of the film. And obviously like when you're watching the first film, Ana de Armas is like, she has this look in her eye all the time that she's so innocent and so scared. And so like these really rich people are going to eat me alive because I don't really know this world like they do. And I'm kind of trapped in it and I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I thought it was really amazing to put Janelle Monet in that role. And I just thought, I, I just love Janelle Monet and everything that she does, including movies. She's phenomenal. She pops off the screen. She might be the most beautiful woman that's ever existed. Like she just looks so incredible in this film and centering the movie kind of around her and that role, I thought really worked. I just like seeing Batista and stuff. Uh, Daniel Craig's accent. It's bad. Everybody knows it, but I don't care because he's so charming. He's so good in the role. And yeah, that leads into it at this point. And him yeah. just being our voice of just, well, I do declare like him just doing that and explaining <laughs> what's happening to us. Just will always work for me. I don't care how bad the accent is. I, he looks like he's having a blast, and so am I. I had a good time with it. Uh, it. I didn't see it in the movies either. I saw it at home. I don't. I think it, like there's something to be said about the whole Netflix thing of this, and you know, I would have seen this in a movie theater if it had been in the movie theater for longer than like four days. But I don't necessarily know that these are movie theater movies. I know Ryan Johnson loves to put his movies in the movie theater, but I really do think this is a perfect holiday movie to just sit down and watch at home it looks great it is obviously it's like expensive and filming in this big ass super future mansion couldn't have been something that was cheap but i don't think this necessarily needs to be a a, a movie a movie theater movie and i like the fact that i just got to pop it on at home and i had a really good time with it i would give it an i'll a. say it's not necessarily like a like you have to watch it on a big screen because like big shit is happening type movie but it's definitely a crowd movie so, like, if you are uh, watching fair, this yeah. with a bunch of people who have also never seen it, 
and you're all just kind of going oh ooh, like shit is happening like oh twist like that's just fun like in a group of people so if you got a group of people at home you can watch it with then like you'll get the same effect but like yeah it's definitely a movie you don't want to watch like well it's better if you watch it with a crowd instead of just watching it by yourself at home or watching it with one other person but if you can get a group together to watch this movie do that TG, are you is oh yeah i'm done that I, okay. I, I would i would give it an a I, i'm with the crowd uh i would i would give it an a um i'm a, i'm with dex as far as like because this is a crowd movie because um i mean the twist is is are these movies but um it's also the funniest movie of the year or the second funniest movie of the year because they don't make comedies anymore um <laughs> this is just a this is just a really funny well-written movie and it if it got me and and my wife to laugh uh, you know at home on our couch the reaction from from people in the theater like there's a line in in the original knives out that i remember people dying in the theater it was like what was the name of the nazi child masturbating in the bathroom that was like <laughs> like stuff like that is is why you would go see these in theaters and uh you know it just it just really was like just really funny now some of this some of the commentary is extremely on the nose from ryan johnson if you ever wondered which way ryan johnson uh leaned uh it won't be any confusion after this movie and it's it's a very interesting uh gonna be a very interesting time capsule for this moment in time that we're in I don't know how well it's going to end up aging. Right now, it, it has aged perfectly from when they shot it to where we are now. It's actually incredible how well it aged. Now, it's going to probably be like Agatha Christie movies down the line where it's just like, where it's just like, this is stuck in time a little bit. Um, a little bit. Honestly, I feel, yeah. like, I feel like this will age pretty well because they will always be rich, dumb tech billionaires like doing dumb shit like this that's just the life we live now forever i also don't think we can compare it to how um regressive agatha christie was seeing as the original title of and then there were none literally includes a racial slur oh well force her to change it you could uh you couldn't (laughs) you couldn't (laughs) fill this room with what i don't know about agatha agatha christie like i don't know on death though which is cool like very very neat well yeah ryan Ryan johnson he he wanted like he he knows that he wrote this for the time that we're in now and he did an interview basically like stating like you read agatha christie and everybody thinks it's it's like stuck in time because it literally it was she was like writing he says that she was writing about what she knew and so that's kind of what he's done with these films which I'm not going to take points off because I don't know how it'll age. I think it aged great right now uh, because just watching the destruction of Twitter in real time by a big dumb idiot is like incredible. So, and that's the thing. I wasn't even thinking about Twitter when I watched this movie. I was definitely thinking about like the Elizabeth Holmes stuff instead, you know? So it's like, we're just always have a new person to think about this with, you know, like they just keep popping up and they don't go away. I, do I was think thinking. Though, oh, sorry. I was thinking about the tech billionaire and Jurassic Park: The World Dominion, or whatever the hell that movie is called—the greatest movie oh, of the year. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that movie sucks. 
Elon Bezos. <laughs> no, Elon Tim Cook Bezos. Bezos. Tim Cook Bezos. Elon yeah, the guy Bezos. from uh, fucking Don't Look Up. Just. <laughs> what were you going to say, Kate? Oh, I was just going to say, I feel as if this will be like the only way this could not turn out well historically is if somehow we find out that like Elon Musk has been doing this actually all for our own benefit and that like his elaborate plan for allowing incels back on Twitter was for things to happen exactly as they happened with Andrew Tate. Where it's like, let's just let them. Let's just let them <laughs> <weed themselves out. laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I, there is a part of me that's like, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the fact that Musk unfortunately allowed him back on Twitter. <laughs> like, he wouldn't which, have doxed himself. Yeah, which is like <laughs> a sad realization of like, damn, maybe we should just be letting them do it themselves. Like, they what take an themselves idiot. out, I think. Like, oh, God. Right. What a cell Maybe the emerald mining like overlord knows something. I don't know. Probably not. But there's yeah, like probably not. I'm going <laughs> to go out on a limb and say it. I think this guy's dumb. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Never done on. anything for our own no. for our benefit. I promise you, he's never done anything for anybody's benefit. But his own. Uh, history will look upon this Andrew Tate <laughs> as a positive. Hope, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, history never remembers Andrew Tate for anything ever. But I, I hope he's. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I have uh, so little knowledge about anything that is Andrew Tate. It's actually like incredible i don't know how wow. i've stayed like away from it but it, it, being online as much as we are on this podcast you know a little about everything i don't yep. know fuck all about that guy and i feel tell so you shit much, about him i've never so heard about healthier. dude until he started getting banned from social media sites and i was like oh good i'm just in time I knew about him for a long time because my YouTube feed is curated very strangely, and I don't know really what happened. You on Red Pill? I know what happened. I, I have some ideas what happened. He keeps trying to send them. me down the alt-right pipeline. Like, oh, he keeps God. trying to do it to me, and I see it happening, like, actively. So I used to, I think they think I'm a white man in my, like, mid to late 20s, and they keep being like, ooh, she watches a lot of videos about dates going badly. Let's like let's get him. And so like I get a lot of, I get a lot of let's get him. It's not <laughs> you, King. It's her. Stay toxic. I get so many Ben Shapiro clips. I get so oh, many crazy clips. I started getting Andrew Tate media. Like this happened two years ago at the start of the pandemic, and like. I really know a lot about that man purely because I've been targeted. And Wait, so did YouTube was YouTube like um uh, she's partially Jewish and she goes on bad dates. It's Ben Shapiro time. It's ben Shapiro. <laughs> well, I think they think I'm a he because like I'll watch these shows where like like um someone does something annoying and I'll like watch it on YouTube and like clip it. And like sometimes I like to watch like the whole like I think I might have done this to myself because one of my guilty pleasures is to watch like those videos where it's like the Joe Rogan it, podcast. Yeah. And then like Lib gets owned videos because it's always like actually the Republican got owned. They and step it's really on their own owned. nuts. On oh, stage. that's how this happened. That you, want, like, you clicked on Lib got owned and they said, oh, we know exactly what you want to see. And it's so funny because I'm like, I am the opposite of this demographic you were trying to pull me into. But I, I did fuck up. And so like, I don't know. Anyway. Speaking of Ben Shapiro, I think he actively hated this movie. 
Oh so, yeah, I, I am aware that he hated this movie. I didn't like click on anything or read anything because I mean, fuck that guy. I don't need to do that. But yeah, apparently he thinks this movie sucks. I mean, ben well, Shapiro... that's because he's in this movie. He, Dave Bautista plays Ben Shapiro in this movie. Yeah, so and they came for Daddy Elon, so that's he can't true. let that slide. Ben Shapiro doesn't get laid enough to be Bautista. <laughs> <in this film. laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> But Ben Shapiro would definitely tell his wife to go fuck like this guy that he likes so that he That's can get ahead of him. Ben Shapiro doesn't fuck his wife, so he's like, this is fine. Um, babe, the Breitbart investors aren't uh, ponying up the cash, so if you could go and uh, talk to the Breitbart investors, you know, wink, wink. Yeah. And to be fair, Ben Shapiro's wife would be like, gladly. Thank God I can finally have an orgasm. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Royden, did you finish your review? I don't remember. No. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I just, I, I don't think it's as good as the first one. I do like how they changed the twist in it because the, from the very beginning, you know, heavy spoiler alert. If you haven't seen this movie, I think everybody in America has now watched this movie because it is on Netflix. Uh, we, we shit on Netflix, but now more people have watched this movie. Yeah. But, um, Big spoiler alert from here on out. The twist is that you know the twist the entire time the movie happens. That like it it ends where you think it's going to end. But the twist is in the middle of the movie. I like how they did that um, instead of just like letting it play out the entire time. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig and Jonelle Monet are just awesome. Uh, Daniel Craig's fake accent that he does in like multiple movies now is fantastic and, yeah he's uh, still doing logan lucky to this day <laughs> yeah. it's so bad too when janelle Monet actually does like a legitimately good and well done alabama accent like yes, when she's playing awesome. helen and you're yeah. like oh that's right that's actually how this is supposed to sound that's, that's the people awesome. from the south really sound like and then you have daniel craig who sounds Which like a european guy doing doing an impression of a this is what sound. people from Kentucky sound like. <laughs> to be fair, Janelle Monet is from Kentucky, so I will say she has like. What is she really? Yeah, she is. I looked it up because yeah, her accent is. was too good. Because she kept doing. Wait, I thought like, she was from Kansas City. Maybe I I'm think wrong. she's from Kentucky. She's somewhere in that area. But I uh, might be a liar. I might have compulsively lied on this podcast. Let's see. Um, Daniel Craig just watching a bunch of Foghorn Leghorn cartoons and then I do declare. Yes, I do declare. No, I'm a liar. Uh, Tish was right. She's from Kansas. I'm just a liar. Um, don't believe it. Uh, damn word. I that's say. the South. Kansas City is the South. Liars? Yeah. <laughs> liars are the South. Yeah. I, yes. They do. I'm the opposite of Dex. Dex said this would annoy him with other movies, but I love when a movie goes back to certain scenes and makes you view them from a different perspective. I'm just a sucker for that as a movie, as a filmmaking trick. I just like it. And so when we got to, when I realized we were going back and now we're going to go see every, all the scenes of them getting to the Island from the perspective of knowing now that this is not actually the woman we thought she was, but actually her twin sister who is, we didn't know she had a twin. I just thought that was cool to see like, and it's really funny, like when Daniel Craig is seeing like the girl go to the tech investor's room because she's gonna fuck the guy, and Daniel Craig is looking in the bushes, and, and then is in the background behind, behind the bushes again. Like, yeah, their comedic timing was just very funny in that sequence, and I just like, oh, I never realized I wanted to see Daniel Craig and Janelle Monae like do a buddy cop comedy, but now I know that I needed it in my life, and that's to be clear, my problem, like. With my problem with other movies isn't that they like revisit old scenes. I think that's what makes a good twist is like when a twist recontextualizes things that you've already seen. It's the prestige. Yeah. Which it's I fucking love the prestige. prestige. Yeah. Yeah. I love the prestige. But um, 
like they basically start the movie completely over in the middle like you know they just go all the way back to the beginning of the movie and are like okay we're doing that again everything you just saw we're doing it again but now you have more information if i see that again in a movie i'm gonna feel like they're copying knives out too and like i'm just gonna be less moved by it you know uh, yeah like i It'll be fine, but I'll be like, you, you, you stole that from Knives Out too. You didn't do it as good because you don't have Janelle Monet, so it doesn't work the same way, you know. Uh, I thought the entire cast of uh, characters also were pitch perfect for what the ones that are like Kate Hudson, just being a big dumb idiot and being like, do you not? Do you think sweatshops are where sweatpants <laughs> are made? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was I didn't hilarious. know that was an ethnic slur. I thought it was a generic term for someone <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Chewy. Oh no. Sweatshop line is so fucking good. Yeah, the sweatshop <laughs> line. I mean, Daniel Craig's getting to say a bunch of bangers. The amount of like the amount of just uh jokes that he makes on behalf of Hollywood, like Jared Leto's kombucha company and like <laughs> Just stuff that seems so. It sounds like the worst thing in the world, by the way. Jared Leto, hard kombucha. No, yeah. thank you. I'm good. Jeremy Renner, the hot Jeremy sauce? Renner hot sauce, yeah. which on brand. Good luck. Hopefully, he's doing better because that Get is well soon. Yeah, Jeremy shout Renner. out, shout out to him, man. Jesus, that's wild news. Have you not seen that? No. He got run over by a snowplow. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest news that I think I've heard. Like he was in critical condition last night. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Like they I had to like still might be. They may have to, I don't know. He like ran over his legs and stuff. It's the weirdest I news out of Hollywood I've ever heard. Did not mean to laugh, but no, like, it just doesn't sound it's real. Shock result. Crazy, it sounds yeah. like a mad lib. My mind, like, I recently rewatched The Mighty Ducks. Oh no. And like, <laughs> not a Zamboni. Zamboni. Your mind was like, oh, Zamboni accident. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, I and it. I was like, that's how. And then I like could piece it together, but like, so yeah, shout out Jeremy Renner's hot sauce, which becomes a plot device in this movie too. And yeah. then, uh, and then of course the having the people on the chess game or whatever, two of which I think have now passed away. Uh, the for, the, the chess first game. No, the one that he's doing over Zoom. Among Us. Among Us. No, it was Among Us. Sorry. I thought he was playing chess. Yes. I was going to point out the fact that, like this podcast, I think that Zoom call was cursed and Natasha Leone might be in very deep trouble. Right. Uh, Uh, It was Steven Sodenheim. Yeah. Yeah. So, in their last thing that they were probably ever filmed doing, um, protect Kareem Abdul Jabbar at all costs. (laughs) Exactly. Oh yeah, I forgot that Kareem was also. It's only him and Natasha yeah. Leone, and I think something might happen. Um, um. So, and then of course, of course, you have Ethan Hawke just being like, "I'm filming, uh, I'm filming Moon Knight, and I just want to keep working, so I'll show up for a day." And that was do, fucking awesome. And do nothing with my Moon Knight long ha- weird Moon Knight long hair. I can't believe we wasted prime Ethan Hawke for however months he was on the set to make something as awful as Moon Knight. Disney, please oh, don't make a Moon God, Knight season that, two. We don't want that. Ethan Hawke is too talented. He, the one day he was on set for Knives Out was infinitely more productive for society than every day he spent on set for something as awful as Moon Knight. That my man cured terrible. COVID. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, favorite, uh, my favorite bit, though, out of the entire thing and um, is when you know they have like the 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 panel thing with uh serena williams yeah. and it's just like a live <laughs> serena williams 
She's like, y'all want to work out or something? He's like, what? She's, she's I wanna... reading Gravity's Rainbow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that All book right. is incomprehensible. I, I would... love the idea of her just sitting there reading Pynchon. Yeah. It's just I would it... pay good money to have that in my house to have Serena just show up on the wall and be like, hey, Teach. <laughs> You want to hang out? And I said, yes, I do want to hang out with you, Serena. I've been sitting here for 23 hours in a row waiting for you to come back on the screen. Thank you for coming back. Wait, that's true. Does she just sit there for like... That's the whole thing. She was like, I'm on call. Yeah, I think she has like a time, like just like a time slot. So she's like, hey, like nobody's here. But like, do y'all want to take a class? It's the time slot. And she's like, all right, I'm getting paid either way. She's like the mom from Smart House. Also somebody who is also married to a billionaire, too. That's true. It's very interesting. Um, on top of all that, uh, it's the most fun that I think that Edward Norton has ever had, or at least in the last like 30 years making a movie. I wrote that down. It looked this is the first time I've seen Edward Norton have fun literally ever. Like every other movie that Edward Norton has made, he's having the most fun that you could ever have while making something like American History X. Like yeah. you can't have that much fun making a movie like that. It's probably very uh, trying on your spirit to be in that world for however many months you filmed something. So it was very nice to see Edward Norton have fun and be a dipshit and be the butt of all the jokes because he was awful. And when uh, Daniel Craig starts to bring out all the words throughout the movie that he just made up, Stop I was like, really a word. I, I thought I was going crazy because there was an abbreviation. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's a real word, but let's just keep it moving. Like, whatever. Like, Ryan Johnson probably just wrote some shit. Like, that's fine. Um, well, people noticed also that, like, all of his paintings were like his Rothko was upside down. Yes. Like, there was like a bunch of stuff that's just randomly wrong. In his it's home. the most pretentious, like, pop art paintings yeah. of any recognizable painter that you could probably come up with. Like, and, and he's just wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets um, the name wrong of the woman he had write the, his murder mystery. Uh, he gets Gillian Flynn. Gillian Flynn. <laughs> but what does uh, he call her? He calls her Jillian. Oh, he yeah, says Jillian. Jillian. Yeah, and Jillian. Also, when Daniel Craig solved the whole murder mystery, I was in stitches. Like, uh, that dude, was that was so fucking funny. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> He's like, do I do I get an iPad or something? Or like... Do I get an iPad? <laughs> oh my god! I don't really want an iPad. <laughs> just just he to be clear, in a way that makes him seem like he so wants an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> also, having Daniel Craig being the fish out of water because in Knives Out, it's like he for the entire movie he's basically like once you know you know he's the smartest man in the room and you do know that here though too but he doesn't fit in with these people at all so having him be kind of this awkward fish out of water in front of all these rich people it plays really really well i don't know also, why there's some subtle differences that i think ryan johnson were like like in knives out one we are learning things as daniel craig learns them whereas in knives out two daniel craig knows more than most of the people in the house, not just because he's a good detective, but because he's in on the thing with Janelle Monet. So like putting him in a position where now he actually knows more than everybody about the facts of the situation, I thought worked really well to make this movie feel different than the other movie because he he is like our in the first movie, he is our vehicle for exploration. Whereas in this movie, we know he's in on the gag and then we get to watch him piece like like basically rip everybody to shreds. And I thought that was a really good spin. If you're gonna he's gonna keep making these movies, you gotta find a way to like pivot and move around the Benoit Blanc character so it doesn't always feel like a rehash. And I thought he did a really good job of that. I I, I appreciated that. 
It's like he's playing him as like different detective archetypes in a weird way. Cause like in the first film, he has so much more of a like classic Poirot, like I know what's going on. I know how to fit in like with like old money, rich people. But like what's really interesting here is he almost kind of plays like a Columbo-y figure in this like film of like the bumbling, like I don't quite know what's mm -hmm. going on, but I'm going to turn around at the last minute and tell you that I've solved this thing from the beginning, that kind of energy. So I wonder if he's going to continue to kind of play off of like the different tropes that we see like in history. Like, so. I hope like, so. That variance is fun. Yeah, like, and I hope we keep going to new exotic locations. Like, okay, yeah. are we going to Greece for this one? Fuck it. Let's go to Fiji, like, for Knives Out 3. I'm Spread down. That Make it like an Adam Sandler movie where it's just one <laughs> long vacation for all these beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, Knives Out 3, Tokyo Drift. Let's go. Tokyo <laughs> Drift. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't think I ever gave it a grade. I was hovering between a B plus and an A because I think the first one is an A, like, I think it caught a lot of people by storm. Now it's not like the best movie of all time. I think Chris Evans is uh, looking really hot in a uh, cable knit sweater. And that caught a lot of people off guard. Um, but uh, <laughs> people so ready. yeah, people weren't ready for the speaking of, I had to, I had to put on the cozy boy outfit in honor of the first movie. So I had to put on the uh, cardigan, but the, he did look the, phenomenal in that sweater. I, he did, I was taking, nobody looks right. good in those except for him and uh, Billy, Billy, uh, Whoa, shit. I was going to say Billy Joel, but uh, from... Fuck. Joel Edgerton? No, no. <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Billy Zane? Billy, no, Billy Crystal. Crystal? Oh, Billy, Billy Crystal, Crystal <laughs> has an outfit in When Harry Met Sally where he's wearing a cable net sweater and uh, Levi's, and it looks fantastic. I didn't think that anyone would ever compare Billy Crystal and Chris Evans. Like... The same person. <laughs> <laughs> many people that. many people have said. Uh... I think Chris Evans was having a moment around that time, because, yeah, we had that, like, Knives Out thing, and then he leaked his own nudes, and everyone was impressed. So Wait. I really think... Do you all not remember his own nudes? Uh, I yes. remember that. He accidentally, yes. uh, he accidentally tweeted his... Uh, no, not, or I thought it was like that. that he like put it on his Instagram story, which implied he was sending it to someone over messages on Instagram, but accidentally sent it to his story for Honestly, like 10 minutes. Honestly, I respect minutes. that. I respect the That's not a mistake. Draymond That's Green. advertising. No, and cool Draymond Green with it. I didn't see it in our first <laughs> look, but I've heard it's immaculate. And like... Wait, are you, I, are you, are you just going to lie on this point. podcast? Are you saying you didn't see it? You didn't Google it? I didn't because here's the thing. I respect people. And their right to privacy. Since he, when? No, I'm kidding. He posted it to his story. He didn't get hacked. He posted it. It was an accident. But my favorite thing is people defending him online after people had that like actual like nude leak thing where they like were harassing women for having their news leaked and calling them sluts. But then everyone was like, poor Chris Evans. He leaked his own nude. Meanwhile, every woman within a, like a, a thousand mile radius was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> But yeah, also the best like celebrity nude leak story is Sia getting blackmailed for her news and then being like, here they are. Like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You can have it. I'll just give it to the wall. It's fine. Yeah, here it's you go. Fine. I don't care. <laughs> like, now, you, now you've all seen my ass. Here you go. It's great, He's right? Like, they're damn good and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what a power move because I would be try I would be suing people to get my stuff off the internet. I That's wouldn't. what they tell you to do. I think I just put like, my shit out there. Like, no, we're not. We're we're done with this controversy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not paying you it. money. I'll just I'll just yeah, close the I'm news. not paying People you money forget. to 
you know, people people will literally forget. Like it, it, <laughs> you you will be feel weird about it for about three days, and then people will be on to the next story, and people won't even remember the fact. I literally didn't remember that Chris Evans knew Ted Leak. I literally that had left my brain completely. Yeah, it was not a thing that I think I knew. It, it has never left my brain. Um, <laughs> That's because you thought about Google it for it. years. That's because you I, didn't look at it. It's like edging on the back of my brain, <laughs> like teasing. I don't don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that phrase. Edging. <laughs> uh, just soaking in the back of your brain. Soaking. Sitting there. Can Jesus. we talk about it? We... It's really coming through right now. Oh, oh God. God. Caitlin, please. This is a family podcast. Is it? No, sure. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Let's let's pivot. Can we? T- I was trying to pivot. Can we talk about the Mona Lisa part of this? Yeah, it's like go a, for it. That's on this the biggest. Idol. I listen the to biggest, a lot of like I don't know smoking gun or I don't even know if that's the right term. MacGuffin. I listen to a lot of Thank smart you. people. I listen to a lot of people way smarter than me who like to break down movies. Talk about how Ryan Johnson likes to do these things where you take something that's established or something that. Uh, represents a certain thing and just like basically uh, destroy it and so having this house be burned down with the actual Mona Lisa in it is like another iteration of that but I also the whole time I was watching the movie I kind of thought that the rich guy was a shitbag and I kind of never bought it like obviously I knew that he had a lot of money but I always thought that he was a bumbling stumbling idiot so I didn't think that he acted the actual Mona Lisa in this house like I, yeah, I thought it was fake but apparently people have read the movie as it's the real actual Mona Lisa. And I, I didn't I didn't ever read it that way. I thought I did. I did by the end, but like watching the movie, I was thinking, oh, that must be fake. But at the end of the movie, it seems like it, they're playing it like it's real. So that's yeah, that was cool. I think it's supposed to be the real Mona Lisa. I the just... thing that got me about it was like the whatever little case he has in it is constantly opening and closing. Like I thought someone was going to get decapitated. I was like, yeah, this is stressing me out. Like every single time this little thing goes off, I'm like, I think that was the point. Fucking, yeah, it added yeah. so much tension to the scene. It, it was, it added so much, and it, it really worked. I, I, I really liked it. I think it's supposed to be like, I think MacGuffin's the right word, where it's like something that you think is going to get used, and it distracts from like the like actual thing that's really happening which also i guess you would also just say a red herring but like i think that when you're not talking yeah, about mcguffin mysteries, just sounds cooler i think when you're talking about movies that are not mysteries it's a mcguffin but i think i, I, I don't movie. i i don't think that right like especially like i i like these murder mysteries and book form and movie form i really like a whodunit and so i think there's something really smart about like the the actual plot of the movie or the actual whodunit part of the movie is so simple like 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 uh, Benoit Blanc is saying, like, no, this is way dumber than you think. Like, you're thinking yeah. about this. This is way dumber than you think. It's the guy who you think is, was the whole yeah, time. Yeah, what you actually thought in the very beginning yeah. is the exact same. Your first it's thought just when so you first dumb. heard it, <laughs> when your first thought was like, yes, like, you are right about that. But the way we get you there, A, we have the twist with Janelle Monet's character, obviously, but also, we also have the twist of, like, uh, you see that uh, the, the Enzo character, now he dies, but you, it's like, oh shit, somebody poisoned his drink. But it couldn't have been the rich billionaire guy because the rich billionaire guy was like, oh wait, no, what you saw the first time actually happened because everybody saw him give him the drink. Like, yes, it's, every, like, every it's literally in there. Like it's in the first shot. You see him hand him the drink. So it's not like Ryan Johnson hides that from the camera, but he knows there's so much going on that you're never going to process or remember that when you finally see that he falls over. You're not going to remember. Oh shit, Edward Norton handed him that drink, and I just thought it was so smart to just like put the movie in there like just put it right there 
don't hide it. Don't try to, and you're just like, oh, let's unravel it at the end. It's like, oh God, it was in front of us the whole time. I like that feeling. I think that's really smart, a smart way to make a murder mystery. And you don't have to make it the most complicated thing in the world. You can make it the dumbest thing in the world. And as long as people have a good time, people are going to like it. I like yeah, the even idea. if you do, go ahead, Caitlin. I just said, I like the idea that you like being gaslit. That's all. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, but like also, you don't have to be like gaslit and it'll still work because like, even if you notice him giving him the drink or whatever the first time, once Daniel Craig is like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You can be like, yes, yes, it's so dumb. I saw that shit. Like, you know? <laughs> I told Caitlin, I was like, we just saw him give him the drink. Why is it? It's because Ryan Jones was like, no, this is just the entire thing. The twist is the 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 filmmaking in the middle of the movie. And that's <laughs> that's really interesting to me. But I do love that line, though. He goes, it's so it's so dumb it might be brilliant no it's just dumb <laughs> which would be really funny if like ryan johnson was writing this and he's like i don't actually have like a really good twist and he got to the end of the movie and he was like wait i gotta go back and like actually do that like do something with this because the twist is that the rich guy that we all thought was a criminal is the criminal but like I, I I doubt that's what happened. I bet he wrote out wrote it out as is, but I, it is would be funny if he got to the end of the story and was like, "This is bad." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil an, an old HBO miniseries real quick, but it reminds me of The Undoing, that Nicole Kidman uh, HBO miniseries from a little while ago, where Nicole Kidman gets murdered, and you like are like, "Oh, maybe it was her husband's mistress, or maybe it was her husband's." best friend or you know it was the kid the kid did it and then you get to the end it was like oh no it was just her husband like you thought it I was, was all so along. angry bro <laughs> it I was, was her husband like you thought it was all along like, yeah that was no. such a waste of time like oh the first person i thought we watched this for six hours and it was literally just like oh yeah it was the guy that everybody thought like everybody knew it was the husband why do we go through this whole journey and try to cast aspersions on every other person in the damn series when it was really the most obvious answer? I was furious. I was like, furious. Literally, people were like theorizing, oh, it's this woman who's only been on screen for like two seconds yes. of, of the entire show just because she seems shady. She's a white woman. I don't trust her. Like, she probably did this murder. <laughs> That's how I felt about the first season of White Lotus, by the way, what y'all just said. <laughs> The difference is the first season of White Lotus is fun. Like there, there, there is obviously a murder mystery inherent in White Lotus, but it doesn't. To me, my enjoyment of the show has nothing to do with who is going to die and who's going to do it. I don't. I didn't necessarily watch the season one of White Lotus and care about that part. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's how the person died. But I would have enjoyed it if it was just straightforward, just people on vacation living their lives. Whereas The Undoing, it was quite literally the only reason to watch this was to know who did it, and then it was like. Oh, who did it? Was yeah, you it's who about did it? the murder trial? Yeah. Like, you know. I am going to name drop though and say that I know one of the actresses in the first season of White Lotus because mm. they're related to my friend through marriage. You know Sydney Sweeney? No. I, I were you, at, the, were you at that mega party? I know. <laughs> oh, shit. Caitlin, That's are you, you going to beat links. the allegations? <laughs> are you going to beat the allegations? <laughs> You already told yeah. us you were red pills, and now you know Sydney Sweeney. No, I know the girl that plays her friend, Brittany. Um, but <laughs> she was great. She was she great. Was really she really but uh, Teej, you just love microaggressions from white people. That's all you. That's I mean, it, I mean, there's a lot of that <laughs> in the season one of that show, and it's just, just, and also Sydney Sweeney is just so gorgeous and just just did such yeah. a great job. I'm, I'm gonna let it slide on the MAGA family allegations. <laughs> I, am, I am declaring a mistrial 
I don't know. I'm declaring a mistrial. I don't know. Because apparently in preparation for White Lotus, she started listening to the Red Scare podcast because they told like them to do that to sound like the dedicated actress. Scare. But the problem is apparently she genuinely still likes the Red Scare podcast. Well, none of my business, not... respectfully. That's method <laughs> acting. She's just ready for season her season three cameo. That's all she's doing. She's ready to pop up in season three. Like, yeah, I've been listening to the Red Scare podcast. I'm ready. Put me back. Also, she's definitely going to be in Knives Out 3. I feel like that has to happen. That's 1,000% going that. to happen. I need that so much. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, no, I... Boobs have hypnotized way too much of America. Oh, and I need everyone to take, like, a step back. I, I didn't care about the MAGA party. I, I, I said, will not be taking a step Our back. parents were where? I didn't care. I was like, oh, well. So what's she going to be in next? Family has nothing to do with me. Facts. I still My need you for your season three. I still... <laughs> um, so knives out, knives out three. What do we do? We hope that Ryan Johnson continues to do this, or would you like to see him do? Because he's a really talented filmmaker, and like these, obviously, they don't make them. They made this one for forty million dollars, which is surprising considering the names that they had in this and where they shot it. But like, um, it's basically one location and everything. I, one nice ass location yeah they don't have to they don't have to make these for a lot of money and he doesn't i don't know how many years they have to spend on it but he does write and direct and produce all these movies i'm wondering like does he pass this along to someone else like continue to write them but like give them to somebody else or like is, is this his thing because i don't know i'd i'd be interested to see what else he can do because he's like made some really really other good projects why should he the Star Wars fans ruined any hope of that. He made True. a good Star Wars movie and they shit on him for no reason. And not only did they shit on him after his movie came out, they quite literally let a less talented director go up there and basically take pot shots and jabs at his movie in the ninth movie. Like, is right there on the, on the screen. Like, oh, we're just going to shit all over The Last Jedi this movie. Yeah, like, we're just going to fuck that movie. I don't know what Disney would have to do for him to be like, okay, I'm back. Like, I'm in, you know? <laughs> Like, yeah, I'll make fucking Captain America five, like, or whatever, you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I like. I don't, like, I don't know what else there is to do, honestly, except like original dollars. projects that he can still do anyway. Like, I don't think he needs to. He has his blockbuster franchise. Like, how many do you need? Just roll with this one. I'm not saying blockbuster franchise, but I, I, he seems to be a guy that is really good at original material, like in. And obviously, like Star Wars is an original material, but he wrote a completely original story from that existing IP. So, like, he just seemed like things like Looper and uh, Looper's still I, good, by the way. Looper, still, still I love Looper. A lot of people like kind of look back and like with distaste about that movie, but I think it's really, really good sci fi. Still good. Is and, that Joseph Gordon Levitt? Mm -hmm. Yes. Which, that was a good movie. I didn't know that was Ryan Johnson. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that either. That's the Bruce Willis joint, right? Yeah, and I think that's what got him the Star Wars project. Speaking of, uh, D Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's the voice of the... The boom. dong. Yeah, the dong. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had no idea. I love Gordon-Levitt and immediately clocked it. Haha, -ha, pun. But um, um, I love him. Yeah, so he's in every Ryan Johnson movie because he was in his first movie, um, which was called... I forget, but it's a, it's a it's like a noir movie in a high school, which is actually really interesting and in what got him what got him famous. But uh, no, I just think that he's a really talented 
direct right oh brick is was his first ever movie by the way but oh, uh, i've seen this i've seen that yeah so he's just a really talented guy that does really good work with like original script so being tied down in a franchise that we all love that has now you know made two really good movies solid entertainment that we just kind of don't get like anymore i i just would hate for him to be tied down but if it means more knives out movies with Daniel Craig having the time of his life. Like, I think I'd take that coin flip, but like, whatever. Well, hey, apparently he's got a new show coming out on Peacock. So you can check that out. streaming service that everyone has. I do have Peacock. Yeah. It's on Peacock? It's a case of the week mystery comedy drama. So So it's Knives Out on Peacock? Yeah. Yeah. And Natasha Leone is in it. So I'm in. Wait, what is this called? It's called Poker Face. Lady the, uh, yeah, it's the Lady Gaga song. Well, oh, debut on January 26, 2023. So, Speaking you know, of be ready. Songs. Oh, uh, shit. Beatles... Gordon Levitt's in that. Stephanie Sue from uh, Everything Ever All I Want is in it. Oh, yeah. I'm so in on this shit. Adrian Brody? What the fuck? Yeah, what is this cat? I'm in. Lil Rel? We got Jam- <laughs> Jamila Jamil? Come on, dude. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Boom. Why does it look like? Is is the love of my life in this? I think he might be. I'm trying to Ooh. see. Um, Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Tim Blake Nelson. No. The person I thought was in it, he got suggested for it, but he's not actually in it. But anyway, um, Stephanie Sue's in it, which is good. I am like a big fan of her since everything. Let's get her that Oscar nomination. I think the steam's running out for the supporting actress nom, but she needs it. Um it's either what? going to be her or Jamie Lee Curtis, I feel like, but probably not both, which makes me sad. It should be her instead of Jamie Lee Curtis. She has way more to do than Jamie Lee Curtis than that. I agree. Agreed. Uh, okay, Tej, what were you going to say about Glass Onion? Speaking of songs, because Poker Face is the uh, name of a Lady Gaga song, Glass Onion is also the name of a Beatles song. And this is one of two, maybe three good Beatles songs because the Beatles suck. So I love Thank the you. fact that at the end of this Thank movie, you. you get to go into Glass Onion. And I was like, oh, this is an actual good Beatles song. Uh, props to Ryan Johnson for that. And also Knives Out is also a song title. So all these things have song titles. And I like Honestly, that. I'm a sucker for movies named after random songs like Baby Same. Driver. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Baby Driver. Look, I love yeah. Baby Driver. I'm sorry. I, forgive me. Well, I'm problematic. I hate Baby Driver, oh, but, but movie. <laughs> the worst movie ever. But you're it's so wrong. That opening yeah. scene will put it'll put hair on your chest. This is the perfect opening scene. It's amazing. <laughs> it's perfection. I Baby hate that that movie is. is hate that that movie is problematic. Island now. Yeah. yeah. Lily James is fine. Yeah, that's true. For John, now, John we'll Bernthal. <laughs> There's still time. John Bernthal <laughs> is there. Lily James is like a neo-Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> This is a joke, by the way. We're joking. Please, this is not. Def- Please, no. <laughs> don't take us to court. Um, yeah. So I don't really have much else to add about this uh, movie. Do we have any? I just wanted to add this in here. Do we have a movie like a favorite twist in a movie? If you just wanted to give give those out. Uh, honestly, this is kind of a lame answer, but I love the prestige twist. Like Boom. it gets me yeah. every time. That movie fucking bangs. My favorite twist in the movie is where they advertised that they were making a film uh, based on uh, a book IP that was going to be a huge sci-fi hit. 
It was called Dune. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. But actually, it wasn't a film. Actually, it was just a, a long extended trailer cut for the film, for the actual good film, which is going to be the Dune second part film. Two. Yeah. That yeah when they tell you that Zendaya is going to be in it, and then she's just not. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> when you walk into the movie theater, and that's the first time you realize that there's going to be a part two of this film, and you thought there was only going to be one film. That was a good plot twist. I have never been so mad, bro. I was like, oh, okay. It's a three-hour movie, but like apparently this book is like really dense. Okay, so making it into a three-hour cut, I understand that. And then I get to the movie theater. After hearing about this fucking movie for months, no one had ever mentioned it was a part one fucking dune part one pops up on the screen i'm like bitch how dare you what a <laughs> shot called by denny villeneuve because he didn't know that they were going to even let him make the second one of those movies <laughs> we, that we walked dumb in as hell. we committed three hours to this universe and you walk in he's like actually it's going to be at least nine hours by the way but enjoy yourself but it's going to be nine hours bro it's like <laughs> we didn't have that was just ridiculous not enough only this podcast is speaking for America about our anger about that because I didn't hear anybody else that was angry about that, but I was I felt disrespected I'm so mad. in the movie theater. I, do I was upset. I do think it's especially annoying when like Dune has already been made into a movie and they somehow managed to make it only two hours. And and Apparently, it sucks. <laughs> First Dune is awful. It's awful, but you can get all the plot points. Like you don't actually. You could just done it better, but hit all those same plot points. Hey, here's a here's a spoiler. The the the, the new dude, the new Dune, it also stinks. It's not good. It's no, an extended okay, look, no. music video. It doesn't stink, but it's <laughs> look, Florence Pugh boring. is incapable of being in a bad movie, so Dune Part Two is going to bang. Like, Oscar, brother, she was in. Thought... Don't worry, darling. A movie that movie is not bad. That movie is fine. <laughs> Don't worry, no, darling. It's that movie it's is fun. fine. Movie it's sucks. fine. Uh, that movie is only salvageable only because Florence Pugh happens to be one of the most talented actors we've ever seen and because it looks like there were some of those shots were incredibly breathtaking in terms of the cinematography so I will agree with you that it's not like awful but it's pretty bad I mean it's a pretty bad movie it's not good we're not talking about uh, with Don't Worry Darling but I do think it's interesting with watching Harry Styles turn ugly in that film that I was like wow He's not actually ugly, even when they add like all this shit to right. make him look ugly. He just looks like all my ex boyfriends, and I don't really he know what that means about what the fact. <laughs> he just needed a shower. He looked like an incel. Like Harry Styles, and then it was like, oh, this looks like a man I'm dating. If incels <laughs> looked like Harry Styles, it like that there wouldn't be incels. The, he's sitting the, there. He's <laughs> like, my wife won't fuck me, man, but he still looks like Harry Styles that just had yeah. to take it a bath. He yeah, he basically just looks like what if Harry Styles was very poor and that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, what like, if he was never discovered on X Factor? That's what he would look LASIK like. LASIK and had a little bit of acne. And <laughs> uh, speaking of twist, the twist in that movie. Our stinks. life, our life, Alice, our life. That might be the, that might be the worst twist I've ever seen in a movie. I, I, no, no hyperbole. That was one of the not- worst twists I've ever seen. I think that's not fair. I thought it was really great when I saw it in Stepford Wives first. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Of course, some of the best twists, uh, the prestige uh, movie, uh, the movie that they talk about in uh, Glass Onion, the Gillian Flynn, uh, I was going to say Gone Baby Gone, but that's not it. It is Gone Girl. Gone Baby Gone, Gone, also a really good twist. What's the twist in Gone Girl? Um, what? That she's not actually dead. Yes. What are you? What are you talking oh, about? I thought we already knew that. I didn't. Well, yes. Okay. No. Because we, we all watched the movie. You, you no, thought, I thought like 
I thought watching the movie, we were supposed to already know that. I didn't the twist that. is that she comes back. The That's twist, okay. I think the twist get, got leaked basically just because the like book was really popular. So everyone at that point knew. But if you read the book, it's not obvious. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, when I, whatever reason, I didn't, when I walked in the movie theater, I didn't know what the twist was. I, was also, I came to that movie way late. So like, Everyone else um, probably didn't know that, and I just kind of like picked up on it from like you know just being too online or whatever. But yeah, okay, I had forgotten that that we did not know that. Okay, Fincher can make anything. I'm there day one. If it's Fincher, I'm in there day one. That guy is that guy is real cinema. The book, I think she's riffing off of an actual murder case. I think it was like the Scott Peterson murders. Mm. So like part of it was that she was playing off of that because it exactly mirrors it. So most people would have gone in with the expectation that he killed his wife and that that's like... The Scott Peterson case was like the first major news story that I remember as a child. Like, because my mom watched it. My mom watched that on the news like every night when that happened. I remember it, but... Once I, I found out a long time ago that I accidentally... And I don't believe Scott Peterson is innocent. But for some reason, I followed on Facebook the Scott Peterson like exoneration page, and so therefore, how do you keep like, clicking like, these things for some how reason? You, <laughs> how do you it, like every like the algorithm is just sending you this stuff? You're like, I don't know how I got there, but it just popped up on my screen. <laughs> now, why would she do that? <laughs> What's going on with Caitlin? Why? Why would she do that? <laughs> Listen, I think I joined it when I was like twelve and first got on Facebook. Is that I think it was one of the first things I did. Is I was like, I want to follow why they think he should be exonerated. Where were you, January sixth? You have to stop this thing where you want to hear about you. You enter these online spaces because you want to disagree with the people and what they're saying. But the algorithm just reads it as support, and they're like, yes. "Oh, <laughs> that happens to me all the time." Is I want to get into internet fights, but they think I'm part of the group, but they don't realize that I just like fighting people. Speaking and... of uh, liking to fight people and like bad that. movie twist, Fight Club. The twist is awful. I'm sorry. I hate it. That's I love the book. Fight Club. The book is a good book. That's I realize this. So you get the subtext of the book. Yes, I would never understand, unfortunately. But it is also good, just better in the book form anyway, because like the toxic masculinity thing actually like comes through. You want to talk about the worst twists in movies um, ever? A a film, a 2010 Robert Pattinson film called Remember Me. Oh, God. (laughs) What's it called? Remember Remember Me. me. I don't, Dex, do you this. do you know you know what happens at the? I end know of the exactly movie. what you're talking about. Yeah, None I've never actually remember. seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. There, it's a it's a love story between like basically like two college kids, I believe, and it's it just a standard will they won't they story, kind of like melodrama. And then all of a sudden, the ending of the movie, Robert Pattinson is standing. It zooms out. He's at the top of the twin towers. <gasps> On September 11, 2001. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. That's the twist. That is 9 11. 9 11. That was the twist. I really almost made a joke I was going to regret. I was going to be like, I hope he made it out. No. <laughs> that's the whole remember me. He did not. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't have it, that is so mean spirited. Just Why awful, would you dude. <laughs> Why would I don't you- like that. But also a twist that that fucked me up as a kid because I watched it late at night on like HBO, like two in the morning. Um, a film called The Mist. Yeah, Stephen King. The oh. twist at the end of that movie is shattering, dude. That it's so, so mean, fucked up. Yeah. Oh, 
And I don't Did think you... that's in the original book, by the way. It's not. It's not. They put it in there. Yeah, because I've read the book. I'm trying to think what the twist is. I obviously have not seen the movie. The the movie ends basically. They they escape these like creatures oh. that are created in a lab. Uh, it through this mist, and they come and they attack all these people, and they they try to like evacuate and escape. And he they thinks run out of gas. They run out of gas, and he thinks that these creatures are coming for him. He has three bullet. No, yes, he has three bullets, or five bullets, and a six shooter gun, in a revolver, and he uh kills everyone in the car, including his only son, and he can't kill himself. And the twist is that it's actually not the animal the the creatures coming for him it's the a military uh saving the day and so he just killed everybody for no reason that sounds awful spoiler alert for the twist i don't think that's how the short story ends i think no i don't think so either um Um, yeah that uh, shit is fucked up (laughs) yeah anyway uh do we like the twist (laughs) i mean memento in memento is is a great twist obviously but uh Shutter Island? How do we feel about Shutter Island? I know now now we're at the point in the podcast where I'm just naming movies, but like these are some of the ones that have come to my head. I'm be honest, never is, seen it in full. The book is amazing. Dennis Lehane is a genuinely like really, really, really good novelist. And the twist works like 50,000 times better in the book because like the anagram because it plays around with like anagrams and stuff like that. And it works better on a page because you can see the names. Like, Welcome it- to the one take pod, a podcast about books. <laughs> big <Well>, readers <laughs> movies that are based off of books um but i my point was i don't think it works as well as a movie i don't think the twist like play because it relies so much on like like a name like that's like one of the big things is like one of the names is an anagram so like without i don't know maybe my, we'll just... uh, my take is that movie isn't as good as everybody remembers it's not People like to call that. They're like Goodfellas and Shutter Island, and you're just like, no, that's not no. how. This- <laughs> <laughs> no. I do think like different movie, but The Sixth Sense is genuinely the first time you see it a really good twist. But like the second think- time you see it, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> God damn. I like that movie. I hate M. Night Shyamalan. He is the worst. He's the only okay, good but... movie. Why are you trying to take Look, that from him? Shyamalan's been chasing that high since in there. Day. He's been chasing that high since that movie came out. You want to talk I've about the worst so twist ever? The Village has the worst twist of all time. It has the I've worst twist of all I've been boycotting M. Night Shyamalan for years because I know that like there's no way he's going to make a good movie again. I knew uh, fucking Split old, was a lie. Old. Old beach, that, the beach that makes you old. I knew yeah. Split was a lie. I knew Split was a lie and that he couldn't do it again. And so I have been avoiding watching all of his movies for years and years. But knock at the cabin, I am in there night one. I am sorry. Batista looks like he is in his bag. <laughs> Wait, is the village the one where it's like it turns out they were... The... It's modern day the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's like it's like right on the edge of a freeway in like a, a random Jersey town, and it's like modern day when you thought you were like in antiquity. It's awful. It's and they awful. like they're the people that they were trying to avoid, right? Isn't that yes. the thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awful, awful film. And I guessed the twist of that movie within like 15 minutes when I was in the movie theater. I was in middle school, and I said, "Get me the fuck out of this movie." I was on a date, and I never called this woman back. I said, "Why did you pick this?" <laughs> wait, wait, Patrick. Did you say that you were in middle school? 
I was in. Well, I, I I believe this movie came out when I was in middle school. Maybe I was in high school. I must have been in high school. I'm sorry, I was in high school. You're right. I was like, if you were in middle school, you went on a date with someone and went, get me the fuck out of here. (laughs) I was in high school. This movie came out in 2004, which was my freshman, which was the year I graduated from high school. So it was in high school. Okay, that's better. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. at least you weren't Sorry, an I didn't 11 mean to say year old <laughs> being cruel to another 11 year old. Speaking After of twist, her watch the village. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of twist, I I took a I've told this story before, but I did take a girlfriend to see um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the David Fincher version. Oof. Hey, that movie is oh. objectively awesome. It's awesome. Hard to Not watch. Night. Very hard to watch on a date. Hard, hard to watch. Uh, multiple rapes in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not great, um, but still like a a good movie when you go back and watch it now. That movie yeah. fucking rules. Honestly, actually, the great date fair in that as a woman, if I watched that, I would be like, "That's right, the person I'm on a date with could hurt me, and I oh. should be very vigilant." <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just it's in high bad. school. I was like, I was just trying to be edgy and see like a like a David R rated David Fincher movie. Uh, not the one. Not the not the one. Not quite the one for a date. Nope. Can um, I, can I give ahead. y'all some uh, best picture odds? I know we're not. This is not our Oscar <laughs> podcast, but I I have to give y'all some best picture odds. All right, let, very let's do it. We got to. Uh, we we're gonna do a best picture of 2022 wrap up. Can't wait. Next episode, I believe. Probably. After Babylon, yeah. After yeah. Babylon, I real cinema. Babylon. Babylon is real cinema. Either anyway, this is dope. The current odds uh, from this website I'm looking at right now have the Fableman still as the favorite at minus 125. I don't believe nah. everything, every everything, everywhere, all at once is the second favorite here at plus 145, which is insane because we so said wait, how, the, do, how do gambling odds work? Like if it's plus 145, oh. that means you bet 100 and get 145, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So do that. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which we were talking about the Oscar campaign that moment we did a podcast on it when it came out it has persisted they are doing the campaign the stars of this film have been everywhere they are they running a real campaign for months they've been running for a months bro so it's right now it's the it's in the second spot in terms of the favorites and then a movie that i won't talk about on this podcast because it's actually not good which is banshees of inner sharon is the third from has no chance of winning it's not going nah, to win. that's not gonna win no way the fourth? The Oscars don't do mean-spirited movies anymore. As uh, the, you saw it, right? No, I'm gonna watch it tonight oh, okay. or tomorrow. Ignore it. We'll the talk about that. Fourth running favorite film right now, according to FanDuel and according to uh, uh, the Oscar websites, is Avatar: The Way of Water. It oh, is no. the fourth most likely movie today to win Best Picture. It what might win. Is happening. It might. Please win. God, no. How? <laughs> Please, because God. James Cameron has more clout than you would ever even imagine. Yeah, Isn't that honestly, enough that James Cameron is rich as God and is going to make nine bajillion dollars from the movie. That's not enough. We got to give the, him a fucking best picture. Avatar Hive is fucking insane, bro. Like it's annoying. Uh, the dick eating is crazy. I never say that, <laughs> but oh my God, dude, the way that like Avatar Hive talks about this movie, I'm like, what? The, what is wrong with you? All we like as people that like the movie, Dex and I, we've been like eye rolling the entire time. Like I want bro, y'all to God. see the evil y'all have unleashed upon the world when y'all made a, a po- episode of this podcast about Avatar Two. Look at what you guys have done. It is it is above 
Tar. It is above the Woman King. It is above. Well, I don't know if she said is good because I haven't seen it yet. But it is above. She said it should be above. She said but... it is above. It Top is above, Gun. It is above fucking Top Gun, which is a travesty. Actually, Top Gun's not even on this fucking list, and Top Gun literally saved movies. True story. I Top Gun saved movie theaters, like and the military industrial complex. Yes, which is really the best outcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, signed up for tried. the navy right there. I had like two years left to to be able to, to go do it, and I was like, I, I had the military left. I said, maybe need to go do it. Avatar two, not a bad movie, but holy shit, what what? <laughs> there are people not going to name names. People who uh, potentially write for this website um, that every single day. Well, send us an update about the Avatar 2 box office. And I'm just like, bro, what why why are we doing this? Like, why, 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 why do you like this movie so much? Why are you rooting for the financial success of Avatar 2? Root for other things. God damn it. Look what y'all have done. Sucks. As uh K- as Caitlin would say, read a book. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, Caitlin, if you don't know, um, Teeds actively refused to be on our on our uh, podcast about Avatar 2. I fucking knew this was going to happen. I didn't want to contribute to the uh, Avatar Industrial Complex. And now we are here. And now the, the, the train is off the goddamn tracks. And it's going to ruin the Oscars. I will never forgive James Cameron for ruining the Oscars if this happens. Yeah, ever. if Avatar 2 wins Best Picture, I'm, I might have to take a year off, y'all. I might, I'm I, might have to sit, I might have to sit out. The I'm Avatar sorry. Industrial Complex. That's what Eisenhower warned us about, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I took, I took Green Book on the chin, but I I'm not I'm not I'm not standing. I'm gonna draw the line. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna draw the line, bro. I came right back next year. Let's do it again. I'm not I'm not coming back next year if Avatar wins best thing. Green Book, which was objectively about a white man saving a black man. Very bad. Was Extremely al- bad cinema. It was almost too bad for you. But then <laughs> Avatar, which is just a bunch of blue people hanging out. That's again awesome. no, it's a white man saving a bunch of blue people. All right. You're right. Actually, let's, let's I'm be clear. We talked about the colorism in that movie. Because that is a white man, all right? He is not one be- of them. I'm going to be honest. It's not one of them. <laughs> I have never seen Avatar in my life. I will never see the second Avatar. I have no one. I, you are my when, hero. You are a someone, hero and you should be commended. Thank you. I'm I'm going to get an award. But um, <laughs> my thing is like when someone tells me that something's a good movie only because of the visuals, it immediately tells me I don't want to see it because I'm like, oh, so there's no story that matters. And the it's story is Fern Gully. Yeah. I love Fern Gully when Pocahontas. it was like made in Pocahontas the 90s. Class Fern Gully. I love Fern Gully, Fern. great cinema, by the way. Great cinema. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll have to draw the line at Avatar 2 winning Best Picture in a year where like fucking Tar and everything, every all at once, and Top Gun Maverick all exist. I, I'd have to I have to set out. I'm sorry. D- Dex, I, I, know your, I know your list of the your top movies of the year is up. What did you have at number one? Can you, tar. Can you, I know what you had at number one, but I wanted you to tell the people. Yeah, I had Tar at number one. That is one of my favorite movies that I've seen in the last several years. I fucking love that movie. Have it on Blu-ray now, sitting in my living room. Probably going to watch it again tomorrow. I saw it twice in theaters. That shit bangs. Kate Blanchett is her. Give her her awards. Kate Blanchett, thank you. give me your outfits, please. 
I, I want to dress exactly like she dressed in that movie. Dude. She was getting fits off. She was getting fits off. I Crazy. I had Tar number one as well. I just rewatched Tar uh, last week. I went to the theaters and saw it again. Still loved it. But I think The Fablemans is my movie of the year, guys. I think The Fablemans is my movie. Well, the Fablemans is real cinema. I, it made it me feel bonus. things. Let's save it for bonus content for from a week from now when we compile our uh, top five again. Yeah, go see Babylon, coward. I don't know. Go where see Babylon, cowards. Entire Oscars episode right now, and then redo. we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> and then redo. And then do it again. Right. I really think that would be very symbolic of the state of movies right now. Yeah, if we just <laughs> we just continuously put out the same podcast. Yeah, exactly. that, uh, <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. What did we think about it? <laughs> Has oh, it seen Wonder Woman 1984? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, no, so that is... Uh, it'll be interesting to see because the Oscars aren't for another fucking two, three months. They, they're in like March, end of March. Something like that. Uh, of course, like the the, uh, uh, the Golden Globes are back. I don't know if we even care about that, but they're actually televising no. that this year. So it's going to be interesting to see if that has any effect on what people think about the Oscars. It historically hadn't really, but like it does have some weight regardless of whatever we want to think about it. But yeah, it's one of those things where like getting nominated kind of puts you back on the radar if you weren't yep. really on the radar before. Like I think Kiki Palmer has an outside shot at a nomination now. She got a Golden Globe nom, stuff like that. But the winners don't really matter that much, I don't think. Right. So, I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't know the Golden Globes were off. So no I one did. I We no went on did. this podcast where I was like, Dex, what about the Golden Globes? He's like, oh, yeah, uh, they were, like, sexually harassing people and stuff like that and then doubled it down on it, and then they just stopped being on the air. And I was like, didn't even hear about it. That went out with, like, they farted that into the wind. They, that just, like, went nowhere. I hope yeah. that was their defense attorneys were basically like, don't apologize. Double down. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it was like, there was some sexual assault happening. There was some racism happening. Oh. And yeah, and then they were just like, CBS or whoever was like, you know what? We're not going to put that on TV this year, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Canceling America's award show. Wow. Sure. And then it's, it's so all hosted by Ricky Gervais, who is cool and good. Um, Ricky Gervais, who hosts 19,000 award shows, and every single time is like, this is dumb. Why do we keep doing this? No one cares. Like, stop hosting this shit then. Go away. I'm also deeply uncomfortable <laughs> with him for some reason. I watched his stand-up special, and he kept making weird comments that almost seemed like he was going down to Dave Chappelle wrote on, like, trans people. But then he would just like nearly. Caitlin, you are never beating the allegations. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of the ben stuff Shapiro, that you're clicking on, we really got to talk about your clicking. Ricky Gervais, we really have to talk about your so clicking. I'm so bored. Scott Peterson <laughs> is Scott Peterson is innocent. Like, no, you you you're out of here. You're done. What is People happening over there with your clicking habits? My brand is that men are trash. I think people know that I don't believe these things. Your <laughs> YouTube like, algorithm, your algorithm doesn't, doesn't know it at all. Your algorithm does not know this. You're I'm like, David, are you a men's rights activist secretly? <laughs> yeah, I love. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, no, I'm guns not you. <laughs> yeah, I am. Can you I, caught me. I am I actually what they you're do. the one behind the 2012 Twitter account, Meninist, which is uh, <laughs> yes, that's me. 
Mm-hmm. You run um, libs of TikTok. I actually do. My name is Kaya <laughs> Wychik, Um, and I run libs of TikTok. You caught me. I was there at Jan 6 too, and I was on Tucker Carlson's show. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I give you me. two films that have the exact same Oscar odds according to <laughs> FanDuel? This is going to hurt me. I know it is. <laughs> The Northman has the same Oscar odds for Best Picture as Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, my oh, God. No. Holy shit. Number oh. four and number 50 on my top 75. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Holy shit. Who is throwing away money betting Don't Worry, Darling for Best Picture? <laughs> Dex, can I read some other? I'm not going to uh, lie. I would have placed a futures bet on it like, like before it came ago. out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Where is Blonde? <laughs> what is Blonde ranked? I hate that film. Last uh, Blonde right? has uh, it's way down there. It's minus, uh, it's plus forty one hundred, but it has better odds than The Northman, which is oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna name some movies that I well, want. The Army's got nominated for a Golden Globe for her performance for in Maryland. Yep. That was one yeah. of the worst movies. That that movie was anyway. I'm gonna name some movies. You just tell me if you've heard of these movies before. The Killer. Nope. No. Disappointment Boulevard. Sounds yeah, like nope. me, but no. <laughs> the Actor. Nope. No. Showing Up. Nope. Also, <laughs> not, not like me, but no. Asteroid City. I have heard the name, but no, Is I don't that... know. The... No. No. <laughs> 13 Lives. 13 Yes, I did. No, I is did. That the, I watched the underwater, like, that's yeah. like oh, Thai did? cave rescue yeah. thing. It's a Thai cave rescue movie. Not bad, but oh, uh, so not... yeah, that one I've heard of. I didn't watch it, but the the sun. Yes, I heard about that. that. It's supposed to actually come out, but I don't know where. That's the sequel to the father. I know. Where is it? <laughs> is there? A I feel like they it? they sent me a screener for it, or like a an invite for a screening or something. Uh, so it is happening. The best title movie this year. I don't think it's out yet. It's called Women Talking. This I this is the greatest title of a movie I've ever heard. That I don't want to know what it's about. That one's gonna it's gonna be hard to watch. I don't even yeah. care what it's about. The title is literally perfect. It's like, what's this movie about? Well, it's about women talking. Also, I'm surprised you don't know what it's about because it's also like based on a book that's like right up your alley. I would think it's about I... sexual assault at a Mennonite uh, oh. community. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. See, I thought written that you knew nothing about this film and women talking. Ew, (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be hard to watch. And I was like, What just the sound of their voices just grating? Women talking, women talking. Jesse Buckley talking, no, (laughs) he just accused me of being part of the MRA. And then he literally said, I don't want to hear women talk. Yeah, you gotta like really clarify your sentences when you're talking about women talking. just what like the, what the hell is empire of light what is that it's oh olivia, that's that olivia coleman olivia like, coleman sam mendes movie came olivia out coleman also in puss in boots i saw puss in boots yeah. this weekend Dude, puss in boots slaps that shit is so good <laughs> i'm sorry guys that shit is real cinema that shit was great <laughs> i i it's so fucking odds? good what are we odds it was the so best animated feature it might win best animated feature yeah it better that i don't know what else would uh, sea Beast or um, fucking Lightyear? <laughs> no, nah, it won't be Lightyear. It'd be turning red. But uh, oh yeah, turning red slaps too. But it did. 
anyway we're going long uh we're gonna we'll do an actual full oscars episode here in a little bit um nominations oscars drop on the 24th so yeah so we'll do that we'll do that it's here in coming, a little bit. it's coming uh, are we doing a hey, live show for the nominations this year finally are we finally i am down to it? don't they happen in the morning they happen early in the morning yeah we can we can do that. I'll be up anyway. Uh, yeah, Caitlin, it's me who has to worry about it. It's like it'll be like six a.m. over here. It's, they it's do it your time. Up. Yeah, it happens West Coast time. <laughs> they do it for all the for all the for the all, all the liberal elites out on the West Coast. What are you talking I'm about? Gonna be up. <laughs> the liberal. I'm gonna be up and camera ready, ready to live stream, uh, ready to shit on the nominations. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. Caitlin, where can they find uh, if if you would like to give out anything that you're working on and or your social handles? Uh, we technically have a Twitch stream at uh, twitch.tv slash the koala cat. Um, we meaning me and my friend, cat, friend of the show, cat. Um, we're, I'm announcing that she's a friend of the show without permission. Always but, has been. Yeah, she has. <laughs> without um, permission. <laughs> but um, otherwise, don't find me. Um, I am currently trying to get jobs, and therefore, there's nothing interesting happening. It was great Twitter. that you did this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, different different times in which I would just care very little about my reputation professionally in the past. Now I have to try. Um, but I'm trying to do public interest work, so I only have to try a little bit. Like yeah. I just can't embarrass. People. <laughs> Don't I'm worry, a- nobody listens to the show. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> they won't find this. No one will find this. Here, I, my my students when I taught improv used to listen to the show regularly, and oh, then they Christ. got to the Jurassic Park episode where I talked about my sex life, and they all stopped listening because they were like. <laughs> We don't want to know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, gross. Incredible. Yeah. Um, let's see. So that has been Caitlin Zeller. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it, as always. Wow. We Thank love you, you for having me. I what you didn't know is that I actually recorded the entire beginning of this podcast that we were actually <laughs> talking about your sex life. So that's going to be a deep cut. You can find that one on the Patreon. Um, I'm kidding. I, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't do that. Uh, but maybe. Uh, oh my next. God! We're circling back to the extortion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please don't De- me. Dex, where can we find uh, your top seventy-five list and all of the things that we you were working on? ApolloHTU.com. Check it out. All right. I haven't written shit for Screen Rant in a little while, so there's nothing over there to go look at. But go to ApolloHTU.com. There'll be a bunch of stuff over there. And then you can find at Les Humble Teach at the Slander U. A lot of college football going on right now. Oh, man. Play, we're, we're, playoffs are, are, are deep in form. Bowl games are ending. Check us out. Bro, Slender. for the love of God, TCU better not win a fucking national championship. I will. If there is a God, they will not happen. Holy shit. Michigan? Like, that was so stupid. I hate Speaking it. of a Michigander right now, that was that must have been <laughs> terrible for y'all up there. We haven't lost anything like all season. We like demolished OSU, and then like fucking all the for nothing. Fucking frogs, the frogs. Come they frogs. can't keep getting away with this. A they team are not that good. Brain is not good. <laughs> they are not fucking wow. good. How do they it keep getting so- away with this? Michigan. Georgia, we are literally begging, Georgia. We are literally begging. Please. 
Loki, I think Georgia is going to like annihilate them. I don't even think it'll be close. I thought Georgia Hopefully. was going to annihilate Ohio State, and it didn't happen quite that way. So now I'm nervous. I, can you imagine if TCU wins the national championship and then Avatar wins Best Picture? Like worst timeline. Fuck. This is darkest the worst timeline. timeline. This is the darkest timeline. Um. Yeah. Anyway, slander you. That's a fun podcast that y'all do. Uh. I, we don't have to talk about how y'all talked about the Baylor Bears losing to our troops. But um, didn't happen. Didn't, if, we, didn't happen. if we all say it didn't happen, Actually, then it didn't, didn't happen. happen. It was so cold that it erased all the records. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to talk about it. Anyway, you can find at Les Humble Teach, uh, Twitterless and Instagramless Caitlin. Don't have to find her. At don't Lord find Nixon, her. And uh, at Royden Ogletree. You can, find, uh, you can find us doing that stuff. Just tweeting into the void but also you can find us at one take pod on twitter one take pod on instagram and uh tiktok th- that website that exists as well too so go find us there at one the number one take pod like rate and subscribe thank you so much for anybody that actually has given us like some ratings over the past few weeks we really appreciate that even though we haven't been pumping out that much content but things will be continuing as always we're about to get into oscar season and then january which is awful movie season which will be a fun time to talk about movies go see babylon cowards go see it yeah that would be me uh dex (laughs) what are we doing hashtag support florence pew 2023 is our year again let's go all right we are to say about it more and more i'll catalog my thoughts it's the worst thing about it's always Carried